Now what I want you to do, I want you to panic. I want you to go buy all the toilet paper you can fit in your car. Because the coronavirus makes you defecate more than you can ever believe. Welcome. We have a special today for you. Today, we have a special show for you today. A Common Nonsense with Kevin and Kobe. I'm Kobe. And uh, I'm Kevin. And I just want to say, like, the whole toilet paper thing is fully believable because I have absolutely had times where I drank a crap ton of Corona and the next day I absolutely needed as much toilet paper as I could get my hands on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mexican beer will do it to you. Except Tecate. Tecate is my favorite Mexican beer. What about you? No, I'm a... I'm a modelo. Modelo. Guy. Especial or negra? Especial. Yeah, I, I like the negra, but I'm a, I'm a Tecate fan. Tecate is my favorite Mexican beer, hands yep. down. Corona's my number two, so it's like I drink Corona. I, I mess heavy with Corona. I don't, I don't like Corona. Not it's okay. Yeah. But I'll, if there's not Tecate, I'll drink Modelo. You uh, ever heard of a loaded Corona? No, what is that? It's where you take a Corona, you drink the neck. Uh-huh. Replace it with Bacardi. Oh, wow. Bacardi Limon. And okay. drop a lime in there. And then you flip it up, drop it, and drink it. Boy, it fucks you up. Boy. Um, I, I, I can just imagine that Bacardi with beer would mess you up. I'm cool on that. I don't need hard liquor in my beer. Uh, I'm not. A, oh, it tastes so good. I'm it not a beer so to a person either. I'm, you know, no, okay. I'm not a fan of mixing beer with alcohol. Usually, sometimes I'll have my margarita, but I usually have champagne. But I tell you, loaded Corona is the way to go. All right. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot sometime. And a true, true Jaeger bomb, by the way, is also the way to go. You know what a true Jaeger bomb is? What's a true? You Jager take bomb? A, You take a good German beer. You pick your choice. I mean, usually I think it's, I think it's usually like. A, a pills you gotta okay. use or, I love or pilsners. but you drop your jaeger in that okay beer is actually a good chase for a jaeger trust me as an avid fan and someone who has drank in the hundreds of gallons of jaeger in my life i know i'm so I'm jaeger uses licorice correct it's like caramel it's caramel are you sure it's not licorice? it just tastes like black licorice i thought they used liquor licorice extract I think so, maybe. But that's, like, so in licorice, like extract has healing properties. That's why they used it almost like we use whiskey for a cold. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. If we tell you a really good combo though for all you people who like Jaeger but don't want people knowing you like Jaeger, Diet Dr Pepper and Jaeger. You can't even taste it. It is yeah, deadly. You're, you're I, I used to do. That. Yeah. I used to do a fifty-fifty, like fifty percent yeah. of a glass Jaeger, fifty percent Doctor Diet Dr Pepper, and I could not taste it. I mean, I do not advocate for drinking hard liquor. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Jaeger or Diet Dr. Pepper, so I have to pass you up on that. Yo, if I'm going to drink Dr. Pepper, it's going to be regular Dr. Neat Pepper. Neat trick. Go, if you're going to mix soda or anything like sugary, go for the diet. It mixes so much better with alcohol than, than, than sugar does. And the sugars. Hennessy and Dr. Pepper is use, I, You know what? I challenge you to try Diet Dr. Pepper with your next I have, Henny. I have. Oh, Diet Dr. Pepper with my Henny. I challenge you. Give it a try. All right, I'll stop at my work and get Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, give it a try, man. I All right, so you, what, what's, what's, what's our corona update, man? Yep. Italy's closed down. Italy has closed down. China is claiming that they have their stuff under control. But I believe to. nothing that comes out of that country. Yeah. Japan is planning to cancel the Olympics. 
As of right now, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, they're planning on it. They haven't committed to anything, but they're planning on uh, canceling the Olympics. South by Southwest down in Texas, down in Austin is canceled. E3 canceled. E3's canceled. Um, Washington put out this like uh, crisis emergency where if there's a gathering with more than 200 or 250 people, it's canceled now. Yep. So uh, Golden State... Yeah. Is having a no no fan game this yep. weekend. Uh, the the Champions League was just played today in front of no fans. The, wow. The bars. I was watching the highlights of Dortmund uh, and PSG. Uh-huh. It is eerie. The uh, this last week, Italy has been playing in front of no fans for a little bit, but it is just so weird. Wow. To see sports played with no fans, I really hope LeBron isn't serious when he says he won't play if there's no fans. Because I'm a Laker, I'm a Laker fan. I kind of want to come in first place and yeah, have a championship I, this year. I could see him really bugging him because you haven't played in front of no fans since elementary school. What they need that. to do is they need to make a promise. You know, finish out the regular season, and then mm-hmm. when things are back, we'll have the playoffs. Whenever you can commence, the playoffs go. That's not a bad plan. And just finish out the regular season. So we know where the seating is. We it's gonna be yep. weird. But this way you can that way you can come back and you know exactly who's going right into it, go into the playoffs, have a two month break. Um, you know, it might it'll be weird having to push back free agency and everything like that. But at this point, the NCAA tournament announced that they're not gonna have any fans. The, that's gonna March be madness. Yeah, that's okay. gonna be so weird. Yeah, definitely. That um, is, it'll be really weird to watch on TV. Especially when something crazy happens and you're expecting like a massive upset and you're expecting students to come crash the court. Well, it's not just that. (laughs) It's It's not going to happen. A lot of the upsets happen because Americans love the underdog. When you're at a live, a lot of the the people are neutral fans at these games rooting for the underdog. The underdog starts screaming back. All the fans get behind it. I've watched so many, you know, so many days worth of those first two rounds where it's just you're getting behind the lower seat. You don't care who's playing. The lower seat is the one you're rooting for. And it's it's so much fun. And it's going to be so weird not having that this year. Yeah, definitely. I wonder what it's going to do to everyone's uh, uh, brackets. Are they going to start picking the higher seeds? I I think this is going to be... I think... The higher seeds are going to win a lot more games than normal this time around. That's a fair observation and fair prediction. I could definitely... That could easily be the case due to the fans not shifting momentum back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, you're playing just by yourselves. Player communication is going to be a lot better on the court. Yeah, it's going to be like practice. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, be. It's going to be a scrimmage. And in scrimmages, usually the best team wins. Very true. So it's going to... This is going to be really weird. Um, but thank God the Democrats and you know the the leftist media isn't blowing everything out of a proportion in an attempt to rob Donald Trump of the election and undermine him. Yeah, yeah good thing. undermine everything he's doing. Good thing this hasn't happened. Good you know, thing. Good thing that they uh, are have kept it fair between the swine flu, aka the H one N one, and this. Hey, you do know, you know how many reporting. how many people dying it took before Barack Obama? How many Americans dying it took before Barack Obama declared H1N1 a... Let a, me get a roundabout... Right about a thousand? Oh, you know what? It's right about a thousand. Wow. Yeah. How many do you think it took in America? Um, I'm going to guess one. Yeah. It took about 999 less. 
remember though, he's totally botching this. Yeah, yeah. He's he's none of none of nothing's being done well throughout this. Mind you, props to Gavin Newsom, California's crazy leftist mm-hmm. governor. Props to Gavin Newsom for saying that Mike Pence handled their cruise ship because there was a cruise ship that was stuck off the coast of California. He gave he said that he was wonderful to work with, gave them everything they needed and handled this uh, the situation amazingly. That's what we need right now. Mike Pence, the vice president of the United States, is the one heading up the effort to make sure everything's going all right. You know what he's doing? Literally turning to the experts that everybody wants to be heard from, asking them what they need and giving it to them. That he's basically just greenlighting what all the experts need from him. Pretty much. This is, I, I really do think America's response is go- going really well. We need to preemptively shut down a lot of things like pre-quarantine because the easiest, we, schools. It's the easiest way to get to just make this thing go away is to just accept that, hey, we're going to have to, you know, bunker down here for just a little bit mm-hmm. um, because... This thing, you're going to hear a lot that this thing is less deadly than the flu. And for healthy people, that's true. For people under the age of 60, this thing is less deadly than the flu. As we assume right now, yeah. but we still have but almost just no going, evidence. Going with yeah. available, da- available data, people under mm-hmm. the age of 60 are not dying. Yeah. Um, especially kids. Especially kids. No one under, apparently there, uh, I've not heard reports of anyone under the age of nine dying from this disease yet. No, me neither. Um, Which is fantastic to hear. Like this, that says that this disease, at least for healthy people, is not, doesn't really do much. However, it is extra deadly for people, for older people. And that's what's really tragic about this is that, especially with what's, you know, with the leftist push to socialized medicine, we got Medicare. Mm Mm-hmm. And Medicaid. Medicaid. And the mm-hmm. number one expense, putting your elderly in nursing homes. Yep. And these nursing homes are just going down. It is tragic because we were able to, because of, you know government assistance allowed us to push off our responsibility to take care of those who raised us. Um, now they're going to be dying at a much higher rate. They do not deserve this, and it's going to be incredibly deadly. Nursing, most of the deaths are, that are coming from America are coming from a nursing home that got infected up in Washington. That is just obliterating. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're over twenty-five, you're old, and you need to be careful. I'm just kidding. If you're older, if you're older than like fifty-five. I'd take your precautions. Make sure you're washing your hands. Uh, Please do not fly if you do not have to. It's just silly. It's obvious, like, that that is where it will, you know, spread is at the airport. Well, yeah, anywhere where you have mass gatherings of people. Mm -hmm. What are the odds that uh, the United States closes down domestic travel? Um, It just depends. Air travel in particular. It just depends, honestly. Um, Realistically... People need to accept that the easiest way to get through this is to understand as a nation that we might have to self-quarantine. Uh-huh. and Because this thing is easy to kill. If you, A two-week quarantine, they're finding, is enough. If you're still presenting symptoms after that, you continue your quarantine. If you're not, you're good. Yeah. And it's it's been pretty easy to manage. It's just that it spreads so quickly and takes so long to present Symptoms that if we quarantine now, we can eradicate its presence and and close down tra- international travel, seal our borders. Mm-hmm. We can we can eradicate it in America in about three weeks. Yeah. Um, 
but would that, it not also be smart to not only close international travel but also some domestic i mean yeah yeah a part of the self-quarantining process is understanding that pretty much all travel within is also going to be stopped for a while and kevin do you favor martial law I mean, there. It's probably the most effective. There is, a, in my opinion, there is a time and a place where there needs to be enforcement of something like a quarantine. It needs to not be violent. That's the thing. Is it needs to be understood, voluntary, but enforced, because this is just something we have to do for our for our neighbors. Like I grew up with a mother who had almost no immune system, so. We had to be incredibly cognizant of the diseases around the time. We had to understand, you know, proper hygiene methods because we had someone in our household that could get sick from literally anything. And so there are so many people within our community that are relying on the community as a whole to to help them out in situations like this and not get them sick that we need to understand if we want to have a strong a strong national country we want to have a strong bonded country these are the times when the community has to come together and understand we need to make the sacrifice of maybe you know holding back on unnecessary travel holding back on doing stuff if they have to enforce martial law it's not necessarily martial law it's just understand that we are in a situation where people have to have to quarantine themselves and I don't think this is a disease that calls for martial law per se, but a disease that is as infectious as this, but also kills. Mm -hmm. Say it, say it had the, you know, an airborne Ebola where the only way to stop it is to keep people in their homes for a couple of weeks and let it die. Absolutely. You, that is a situation in which you need the military on the streets, making sure people are staying in their homes because going out could lead to a high fatality rate. The, the issue with Trump being in this position, like, uh, worse comes to worse, and this coronavirus um, mutates and becomes extremely deadly. Yeah. That'd be the worst thing possible. And uh, if he had to call in martial law, he's not only going to get, you know, uh, he's not all, only going to piss off his own base, but he's going to make the, the media eat him alive for that because they've been trying to call it and say oh well trump's gonna enforce martial law he's a dictator he's a tyrant yada 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 fascist nazi they're playing both sides here they're saying uh-huh. he's not reacting strong enough and then they're gonna they're accusing him of authoritarian yeah. totalitarian methods of suppression like yeah they're doing it and they're pick doing your, it well. pick your side is he not restri- is he not reacting strong enough or is he going to go full authoritarian they don't have to pick their side no they don't they just they have control to control the narrative yeah they just have to say he's doing bad and they have to fi- they have to say whatever they need to to make people afraid mm-hmm. and and you know attack his you know doubt his response he's just not doing himself any favor right now right now is a time when trump needs to understand that trolling the left is not the is not the power play trolling trolling the left is not the big thing to do it's time for him to take to twitter and be like look this thing is potentially serious what we need to do now is we need to um especially those 60 and up we need to you guys need to self-quarantine those younger than that you need we need to set stuff up to start to get food to these people to get in a safe manner to get them sustenance to make sure they they can survive through this Mm -hmm. while we go about our day developing a vaccine and it's just it's just a time for for calm for understanding that there's just there needs to be caution it's not a situation where you need to panic 
caution. But you need, it's a time to be cautious. We need to be aware of transmitting this disease for those amongst us in our communities that are most susceptible to it. That's who we need to look out for right now. That's why these measures are being taken care of because there's a whole gigantic percentage of Americans that do not deserve to get this disease. Yeah, and it's obvious when you when shit hits the fan and you're in that kind of situation, the best thing to do is to stay calm, as calm as you can. Yeah. Prepare and stay calm. What I see going on at, at at these grocery stores with this toilet paper, that is not calm. No, that is insane. And it's idiotic. And it pisses me off because I'm down to two rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. And we were freaking out because our butts need wiping. Uh-huh. And everyone's buying up the toilet paper because they think that in the next 15 years, they're not going to be able to wipe their ass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll just give everybody a nice little piece of advice. Baby wipes are the way to go. Yeah. Don't flush them, but baby wipes are the baby way to go. Baby wipes are the way to go. It was, uh, they, they clean very fast. It's we were, a speed wipe. You know, you can have a long shit, but a speed wipe. And they're soft, a little moist. And then you follow it up with just a little bit of toilet paper just to dry your ass yeah. off. And you are it's good nice. to go. It is nice. Uh, we were at, we went to what, Safeway. Uh-huh. And we were walking up and the guy was restocking the shelves with toilet paper. And I walk up and I go, oh my God, thank Jesus. And he goes, oh God, they're back. Yeah. <laughs> they're back. He was, he was worried that he was going to get trampled. I was like, which I'm sure someone's already been trampled. I was like, dude, I, just, I actually just need toilet paper. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually like a little bit worried about my potential to clean my buttocks. Yeah, I'm running will. low, but I think I can hold out long enough to where at least the toilet paper frenzy will kind of stop. So I expect it to stop here after spring break. Yeah, I expect all the people freaking out are going to buy it up real quick. And then the sane people who realize you, you don't need it all. You just need one. I think it's going to be a lot more measured. People are going to get the one they need, uh-huh. the one giant stack they need, so that everybody else can also get the one they need. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Things will calm down. Yeah, but like if you're going to Sam's, there's no way you need two of their wanna, mega packs. I want to know, like, who one. the hell is teaching these people how to prepare? One mega pack. Why is the toilet paper gone and the water is still fully the stocked? The storable food. The, the, the canned foods are all fully stocked. Like The what? fire starters at Walmart are still there. I'm like, what? Why? Like, what? You people need to learn how to prepare. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fully prepared here, man. I got, I don't, I got good food. Yeah, they had a couple life straws uh, at Walmart and they were fully stocked. Yeah. Ammunition was still there. I was like, what? Yeah, I'm glad I got a 22 because in times like these, I have 500 rounds of ammunition. Yeah, yeah I went picked up some more 556 yeah. at, at uh, Jack's. Um, but I have I have a buttload of 9 mil, so I'll be all right. You know, if things go south, we can just use my house here as our as our Locked yeah, you got, you got good uh, viewing areas. Yeah, we got good viewing area. You got a blind area coming up where we get view coming down. Like, uh-huh. we're good. Yeah, no, it's not a bad little setup. I, you know, I might, might have to take you up on it. If, it. if it really hits the fan and it's crazy out there and, you know, but we're in Fort Collins. There's yeah, no, a lot of white people. No one's going to really riot. So, I mean, I feel yeah. bad for like Dallas. My <laughs> sister's in Dallas and I, I told her she needs to get some storable food or something. Because it only takes two days for those big areas like that to run out of food. Oh yeah, no, Completely. LA, LA. My dad's my dad's in LA right now. Store shelves are barren. Oh yeah, you guys probably run out of food in an hour. I, that's why I'm really happy to be here in Fort Collins because there's 
this is a very capitalist friendly state or a very capitalist friendly city. There are so many stores here. Yeah, as far left as they continue to vote, though, it's surprising how capitalist friendly they are. Yeah, I mean, it's not f- full blown left just yet, but it's it's definitely swinging it's getting that way. There. I'm I'm hoping to go meet with uh, someone. You know, so I want to volunteer on the election this summer. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Because I just, I think it's important. I want to do some local politics stuff. That People keep forgetting local politics. Local, uh, local politics, politics is the most important level. Oh, okay, actually, so here, a little sidetrack. Have you noticed the switch back to local politics that's happened with, like, the sanctuary counties and sanctuary cities, both on the left and right? They are moving in order to undercut the federal government. States yeah. legalizing weed and stuff like yeah. that. It's the shift is coming back to the importance. Everyone's understanding, oh, local level more. And, and I think we're going to see a resurgence of state rights. Yeah, I do too, because I think people are starting to realize, like, I want this. Why don't I have this? Oh, it's because of a law? Well, are there people that agree with me? And people are starting to find out, wait a second. Oh, my You, you know, this might be a federal thing, but if our, our city police department enforces it for us. Yeah. Unless they're going to be compelled, then why not? Yeah, people are starting to realize, oh, wait, I have so much more in common with the people that I live next door because I live next door to them. My, but people don't realize why I hate the federal government. I'm like, it's not that I don't I don't want Medicare, like everybody to have medical insurance. I want you to be able to decide at the lowest level you want mm-hmm. whether or not you want socialized medicine. Yeah, you states know? do it all the time. Yeah, you say a city says, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to add like a 5% tax mm-hmm. as a city tax or like add a sales tax to stuff, up the sales tax. And uh, they're like, we're, we're going to use that to pay for this socialized program. Like, good for you. Like, I'm all for that. What I am yeah, not I all care. for is the federal government dictating uh-huh. that everybody in the country must follow suit. Yeah, because you have small towns in rural Alabama, and they have to follow the exact same laws as L.A., and I, that's silly. I feel like that's going to be the reunifying... That, that, that's going to be what the country has to use to reunify on, is the, the return to the, the community politics. Mm-hmm. You know, the dream is that the federal government only protects, is only there to serve to protect and interact with the international world as a whole. Yeah, that's, the, that's Jefferson's Yeah, and then the government. states and the counties and stuff and the cities, the cities are supposed to have the most impact on oh, your life. Oh, for sure, 100%. And I think, I think if we can return to that where people, where the federal governments, it doesn't have to get so bipartisan because people are able to practice their bipartisan crap in their own cities. Yeah, where they're probably not that different. Exactly. And if they are... It's much easier to just to move outside the county than yeah. It, is it gives to people move. the ability to leave if they want to leave. Like uh-huh. even if you want to do it on a state level, you uh-huh. know, statewide nationalized medicine, give people the opportunity That's to leave. That's what Oklahoma does. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the state can work on funding itself. It can manage itself. It can set up private how it wants to operate with private insurance itself. Because a lot of a lot of countries that have you socialized medicine also have private healthcare options. Mm-hmm. So uh, private health insurance options. Um, because otherwise it's unaffordable. So. so I know you're enjoying these gas prices. Oh, um, my Jesus. I love it. But, you know, again, I come from Oklahoma where we depend on oil and gas a lot more than California or Colorado. Colorado does quite a bit, but I would get natural gas is mm-hmm. like Oklahoma's, I think, biggest export. So um, <clears throat> Russia's been doing this since the summer. Since. It's not just Russia. 
I know. Yeah. But I'll explain. Okay. Gotcha. So, because I was, again, I was in the oil field this summer. So, like, gotcha, gotcha. that's what we were paying attention My to. Bad. So, when uh, price per barrel hit 55, we were like, you know, all looking around. We were like, oh, crap, it's starting to get low. And that really stunts everyone's growth in that industry. Well, at that time, Russia was had a pissing contest against us. Yeah. Who it started out with. Um, and okay. so we went ahead. Um, it seemed as as a industry here in America said, okay, go ahead, run yourself out of business, overproduce, and 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 fall apart if you want to. Well, they said we're going to do it, and then they ended up getting into OPEC and the Saudi Arabia's money, and so the Saudis were like, you know what? No, we'll outproduce you. Wait, no, there was coercion with or uh, collusion with it. Saudi and Russia were going to do it together at the same rate, okay, to undercut U.S. fracking. Well, they have stopped now. Yeah, no, then uh, then Russia under Russia backstabbed Saudi Arabia, and Saudi there Arabia told them to you know screw off, and now they're in a flooding war. I hope. The U.S. oil industry sees what sees what this is for what it is and continues the pro, you know the the fracking process. They do, but the thing is, so you know, some of the massive companies can plan out and save up money for a multi-year hit like that. But some of the smaller companies, you know, they they can only do that for a year. They can only plan a year and ahead in advance and say, you know, we're going to hedge our funds. In order to take an impact for next year, well, I'm sure they did, and they'll be fine for 2020. But 2021 is going to be the rough year for us, and we're going to have an issue with being able to sustain growth in 2021. I, I mean, I have confidence in us. Um, I think natural gas, in particular, will will keep us afloat. It'll be the oil. That that we'll we'll be struggling with. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, yeah, we're like our industries probably are going to take a little bit of a hit from this. We as consumers are going to see this as a net positive. The important thing is that the oil industry, the the fracking industry, continues to you know defy them and continues to farm national uh natural gas because there are so many processes within the american uh, infrastructure now that are turning to natural gas natural gas which is why we are beating our international competitors and lowering our lowering our carbon footprint oh yeah natural gas is the way to go all our uh public transportations generally run off of natural gas school buses and stuff like that and a lot of company vehicles um progressive yeah all their cars are are cng yeah no and it's i mean it's just the natural end for capitalism is always it gives the consumer what it wants the consumer wants Mm -hmm. a healthier you know alternative Mm -hmm. to oil the producer wants a cheaper alternative to oil what is both natural gas natural gas and it was an inevitability of the market natural gas is great i love natural gas it's light it's cheap pretty good gas mileage in those trucks next is going to be green energy renewable because that's the thing is like i said it's an inevitability of the market that yeah, is no i know um and i agree with you but the the issue that the market's going to run into is whoever's dumb enough to pursue to make a car run off of wind energy 
or solar energy is going to fall flat on their face. Well, that's why they're looking into like hydrogen energy. Water well, that energy. is a great form of energy. Yeah, that's why hydrogen, uh, the fuel water, cells, yeah, those fuel cells. Yeah, that's that's one of the major technologies being looked into as an answer because that would be highly th- efficient as well. Yes, incredibly efficient. And and your waste is hydrogen and water. Like, you can't beat that. In the end. In the end, I'm just going to call these inevitabilities of the market because whatever we, when you have this many people identifying a problem and mm-hmm. the solution is so apparent, the solution will materialize. The solution for at least, maybe not travel like cars and stuff, but for our power source that when we hit the switch in our homes, turns on the light, should be nuclear. It, is. I don't, it should. It should be. It's only partially, it's like uh, nuclear only makes up somewhere around 30% of our energy which right is now. ridiculous that's and that's when it this has is the one capability of those, this is one to of be those, 99% yeah well, this is one of those things that you can point at where you're like okay leftist media i can see through your bull crap if if someone is screaming about climate change and wanting cleaner healthier you know cleaner healthier environment and stuff like that and then they also say uh, nuclear is evil then they do not know what they're talking about. Uh, no, none at all. Not in if, the slightest. If someone is a big green advocate, you know, sustainable energy, and I, the first thing I always ask them is, what about nuclear? And, you know, 50-50. Some of them say, no, it's not. It's not viable. And I'm like, mm, it really is. And some people are like, yeah, no, let's do it. It's great. Yeah. I think our generation is probably the most pro-nuclear generation. Because our generation is... M- and we, we didn't have, grow up with the Cold War. No, we didn't. What we have is the solution to everything at our fingertips with phones. Uh-huh. That's what we have now. We are the most informed people that have ever existed. Very true. And because we are so informed, it is so easy How about this? to We're come the, up with We something. have the highest potential to be the most informed. I don't even think it's potential anymore. Just by are. nature, just by nature of having a smartphone, you are more informed than but, people were 10 years ago. Very true. But we also then have the massive you know, chunk of our generation who are just on Snapchat 24-7. No, you're right. And they're not informed at all. Depends on what you're looking at for informed. If they're informed on reality TV and celebrity gossip, they probably know more about that than the average person knew about about any given topic 50 years ago. Yeah, and they know more about their friends. like Because you can get all the information on a given topic at any point. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. And so because of that, it is so the solutions... The obvious solutions become unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, when everybody has the same information, you can't hide the obvious solutions behind anything anymore. They become inevitable. And I think that's what we're seeing now, especially in the technology game, is that the inevitabilities like nuclear are being called for more and more because you can't, especially on the conservative side, because this is a win for the conservatives across the board, mm-hmm. because conservatives be able to get to be able to say, Look, you're trying to say we don't care. Here's a solution, especially the conservative generation that's coming up. Here's a solution. You know, nuclear is a solution. If you say that's not a solution, when it is cleaner than all these alternatives and more efficient, yep. you, I can't help but feel you're only saying this because you, somebody else told you to say it, not because you're... Conf- or that you have malice. Exactly. You want... You want me not to be right is usually the thing. It's yeah. yeah, it's orange man bad, but conservative man bad. Yeah. It's 
And it's really, it's, these are the things that really helped me re- on my journey back from the far left. Yeah. It's just realize, just being honest and realizing, wait a second, why am I trying to argue for nuclear on this far left subreddit? And they're screaming at me. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, like to hit that uh, realization, right? And yeah, and it's honestly, it's, it gets really refreshing after a while because once you get, once you, you know, start realizing you're wrong about almost everything, like it becomes a lot easier to be admit you're wrong later on in life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an important lesson that more people need to realize. And I think that's that's what one of the hardest things a person can do is admit a mistake. Yeah. And move on. That's yeah. one of the hardest things a human can do. The humility, man. Yeah. That is one of the hardest virtues to attain. And what is the left built off of? The left is built off of... If you make a mistake... We'll fix it for you. Yeah. That is we'll their blame entire, it on somebody else. Exactly. And that's but their we'll entire, still fix it for you. That is their entire mentality. Their yeah. entire mentality is, come, let us fix all your mistakes for you. In return, you just have to give us power. Yep. Yeah. Uh, man. You don't I, have to take care of your student debt. You don't have to so take care silly. of your... I just... I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I understand. It's obviously, in my opinion, like an elitist tactic in order to gain authoritarian control, but you got to do it very sneaky. Yeah. You know, you can't can't do it up front. It has to be so underhanded and through the back door that no one is realizing... That is postmodernism. That is postmodernism. That is postmodern... That is... Postmodernist Marxism, ta- yeah, tactics to a, to a T right there. Postmodern Marxism. It's it's may it's divide people based on immutable characteristics and can continue to divide them on those immutable characteristics by feeding on their victimhood and claim that you're actually their savior. There you go. Man, it's so obvious in my classes, and oh man, it's it's just so obvious i don't understand why there's any confusion at all on the right side um you know on the conservative side who the elitists are who the globalists are who's our enemy you know it's not your regular bernie bro Mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's It's the the one that's teaching them strings it's the one teaching them at college yeah it's the one who's dictating that it's the one who's dictating uh the the news it's the one dictating the stories being told on the news it's the it's, one that's that's dictating the cultural presentation in in films and tv and stuff like yep, that yeah it's your hollywood your your massive it's uh media complex that's well it's just industrial mainstream media complex it's, it's the malicious is. it's the malicious elites on the far left it's the well there's some on the on the right as well i mean Your are, marco rubios they're I mean, playing the game as oh no 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 i'm not I, okay so that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about on the rich elite spectrum oh the, like your soroses yeah and a lot of them you know once you get to and that rich elite level, are, is there really a left-right spectrum? It's they just, just all globalists. They, yeah. just, they just happen to use postmodernist techniques to do it. Yeah, and they're very globalistic. You know, the but, Bloombergs, the Soros, and, the, and like the Bill Gates types. And, but it, the thing is, is that the pe- teachers teaching this in universities as well, though, they teach postmodernism. I, I had a summer class where my reading was Herbert Marcuse, Michel Foucault, Fra- uh, France Fanon, like mm-hmm. far-left radical postmodernist and she could have at least gave you saw alinsky 
I know that was that was a little disappointing, but she, I, to the teacher's credit, she was really open to criticism in the class, and mm -hmm. we, because you best believe I sat there and attacked it every class. But, I would too. You can't sit silent. We cannot sit silent anymore. We must be vocal. If they take away our voice, yeah. we give them power. We we let them take it. You know, yeah. we concede our power, and at that point, it's it's extremely hard to get stuff back. Once yeah. you lose it, we cannot lose it. Yeah. We cannot lose the Second Amendment. We cannot lose the First Amendment because if we lose it, it will be near impossible to get it back. And that's what they're attacking. They attack the 100%. First and Second Amendment. They attack. You saw it in Canada with Bill C sixteen. Well, they already t attacked our Fourth and everything else Amendment. Yeah, no. So it's what we have to. What we what we're seeing is the postmodernist technique of consolidation of power within these power structures that where they they're able to manipulate it is what they're able to do and they're able to manipulate people into believing that they're an oppressed group and that rather than you know figuring it out a way them figuring out a way through it themselves they need to attack the oppressor okay and what 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 do you think's going through their head like the middlemen uh not the complete underlings but like not your Clintons, not your Soros, but your uh, maybe like Cory Booker, like a Cory Booker who's playing into it so heavy. Your Beto, Yo. Robert or Francis O'Rourke. What is going through their head? Do you think it's just, do you think they're really that power hungry? They're either you stupid they're, or malicious. You think that, okay. that is my stance on all of it. They're either, they've either fallen for the manipulation, because that's the thing is the left preys on people's emotions, uh -huh. which is the most effective thing to prey on with someone. For sure. And so they think, they convince people that the correct way to live, to live out the desire of wanting to help everyone around them is by ceding control. And so they feed on, they prey on these emotions and then they manipulate them. And I think a lot of people within the Democratic Party, especially, um, at the congressional level are just falling victim to it. They've been convinced of it, but I think there's also some that are malicious. Okay, and what, what's going on in their head to make them that malicious? What, who do they hate and why do they, why do they want to hurt us? Power, is a, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Look, man. We have thousands of years worth of evidence of great men succumbing to the temptations of power. They, it, it takes a truly great man to overcome it, and there are very few, few of those in history. There are far more that wanted power because power sounds really good. Yeah, and that's, that, that is one amazing thing about George Washington. He's a you great know, example of that. Everyone wanted him to go for another term. And there was no law against it. He said, nope, sounds like tyranny to me. Yep. And he set a precedent, but eventually... It became law. Well, what happened? There was one... Because for the most part, other than George Washington, there wasn't really a call for a lot of presidents' third terms. Mm -hmm. um, two happens to be the most that people can handle, apparently, it takes. But as soon as there was a president, again, that got called for a third term, uh -huh. he went for it. Yeah, he did. And he went for a fourth term. Yeah. And they had to make a law against it. That's the thing is that 
eventually. Yeah, because he's a whack dude. Yeah. Who who was that one? That ooh, was that the great uh the great savior of the American economy, FDR? Oh, I guess so. Oh, let me let me uh do the best thing for the people and take away their ability to take care of themselves. I don't even know if that's his accent. I got the polio, so they're gonna. The polio. They're gonna know he's uh, he was. My God, what a power grab! Here's the wonderful, awesome uh, FDR. The Supreme Court kept denying a lot of his decisions. He had mm-hmm. he had one of the most famously conservative Supreme Courts, and so you know what he did. What he did? He said, "Either you stop marking my stuff on constitutional, my program's unconstitutional, or I I'll add more of my own judges." Huh, cool. Let the, is that the executive going to take power? Sounds hmm. like it to me. Sounds like the Democratic Party. Sounds like it. And still, people don't complain about that. Like, yeah, no. that, that happened in history. No, Donald Trump's a fascist just because he's stealing judicial seats. He's a fascist. Yeah. That's the Democrats' biggest fear is that he's going to, the lower courts are going to be oh, he will. overwhelmingly conservative. Well, that's but, but true, want, but Ruth Bader is going to be out and a. Well, Senate. that's not as important. They only see, like, Less than one percent of cases that are presented every year. I think it's both. The most I think important both level, quite important. The most important levels are these federal district courts. Yeah, those are the most important courts that need to be filled right now. The Supreme Court is incredibly important. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot. the The Supreme Court is less than one percent of cases. Yeah. You want as much of that ninety nine percent taken care of, and you want to know why I'm not against that because he's appointing conservative judges. You don't want to know what makes a con- a judge conservative. They like they follow the constitution. Yeah, they read what it says and then they apply it. They don't figure out some way to twist a web of precedent around that uh-huh. somehow has the judicial branch declaring rights. Uh-huh. You know, so the what makes a justice liberal is how how creatively they can increase the power that the judiciary has that's mind you that's all they're ever doing is increasing the power of the judiciary and it's a leftist tactic the rights tactic the right the people that lean right on the court in the courts are incredibly um they stick to what is said and they stick to founding father intent more than anyone usually yeah yeah more than anyone i will say that and Um, and they're trying to increase the power of the people exactly and the people and the more of those you can have in the lower courts, the better. For sure. Um, I mean, there's... I wish I wish the uh, the two cases that have come out of Kansas, because Kansas put through their uh, law, which basically made the state a sanctuary state and said that all federal law other than the Second Amendment does not apply because we believe it's unconstitutional. And so as long as... So they were making silencers in Kansas, but as long as they stayed in Kansas... Federal law doesn't have anything because it's not interstate commerce. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, the ATF and the rest of the alphabet boys came through and the alphabet soup came through. for Yeah. Uh, as is normal. It's just and they've lost. Um, I don't know. One, probably both of them just didn't even get seen by the Supreme Court, but they lost in the lower courts. And that's the thing. That's what we that's where we need. The. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's where we need the judges the most, and he's just appointing them. That's and that's pissing the Democrats off because they understand the power of the judiciary. It shouldn't matter because 
the role of the judge is to just take the law and hand down a sentence and ensure the proper yeah, proceedings of the law. Yeah, we do too much law. interpretation. Exactly. It's not their role to interpret. It's their Well, that's law. your boy, it's, Alexander Hamilton. I, I mean, I don't agree with everything he said. I know, but I'm just He's saying that he asshole. was literally the one who uh, made the idea of interpreting like a regular thing. Jefferson said, no, it's written. Just read it as is. And Hamilton said, no, there should be interpretation on it. And then... It start, literally, that was from the beginning. And then it was in Marbury versus Madison. Uh-huh. And judicial review was established. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, it's, the Supreme Court only exists to say, hey, this law goes against the Constitution. Try again. I know. It's not their job to say, this law goes against the Constitution. And you may no longer ever make another law that resembles this. Yeah. Nor can they say, yeah, this law is against the Constitution. Therefore, what the law isn't is now legal. Exactly. Like, it's, to me, it's ridiculous that people don't notice how power-hungry the left is. And it's not to say that the Republican Party hasn't been in the last 50 years, but the last 50 years has been a weird, weird time for the Republican Party. There's been a lot of transition there. Um, and I think the Republican Party, at least the younger levels of the Republican Party, are mostly today's day and age, you know, millennial conservatives that are a lot more rational, a lot more appreciative of the American way and understand what actual conservatism means, which is smaller government rather than what this whatever bullcrap Republican Party that it was before. Where it seemed that they both wanted expanded government just for different reasons. Um, but. To me, I, I, I just like that. I think that the conservative party that's coming up now is going to be a lot better for the country than the Republican Party of the last 50 years has been. Yeah. And, and I like, you know, I like having the amount of dissidents we're having in the right at our generation. Yeah, this new religious conservative movement is something that absolutely needed to happen because mm-hmm. conservatives were getting complacent. Yes. And not... They weren't figuring out how to defend against the non-leftist tactics. They Uh weren't ready to defend against... They didn't want to acknowledge that there's an authoritarian wing of the right. They didn't... They want to think that all conservatives are small government. No, there is an authoritarian wing of the right. Which is fine. Which is is fine. Um, But we need to be able to argue against them. And conservatives got complacent and ignored them. And that's why you see people just shouting back. Uh, But I think, think, uh, you know, the libertarian right... And the authoritarian right can learn a lot from each other. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, the libertarian right gets extremely complacent and they just believe that laissez-faire is the only way to go. Yeah. But then the authoritarian right goes, okay, well, what about this? And then it kind of plays off of people's values and they're like, well, that doesn't sound right. And they're like, that's so it creates the middle ground that I think we need. In, on the right wing. Yeah. So um, I encourage all of it. I think discussions are extremely helpful. But I think it's been really necessary because the conservative movement had gotten complacent with its own side. And uh, I think we can go in another time and discuss what, what have the discussion of how we as, you know, the conservatives we consider ourselves. I consider yeah. myself a classical liberal, but a conservative in that my values line up with 
the American values, which somehow now makes me conservative because the left hates America. So yeah, yeah, and I'm a little more conservative, especially I bring in more of a religious expect like expectation. Yeah, so this is a conver- These are conversations that need to be had. Oh, for sure. But um, for now, I'm just uh, I'm just really excited. The Democratic Party said no to Sanders. Yeah, they smite him to the ground. Yep, Biden killed it yesterday. So, on that happy note, y'all have a safe coronavirus, but corona light. Yep, and don't forget, if you ask Biden a question, he will ask you uh, that, are you, are you making this up? And he'll tell you you're full of shit. And, and he says... He will challenge you to a fight. He'll challenge you to push-ups. Or push-ups, push-up contests. And he says, I'm not trying to take your AR-14. Or your AR-47. AR your yeah. AR-47s. Your, they're fully automatic machine gun AR-47s. Yeah. So, don't worry. Your AR-47s are safe with Biden. You know what? They should just... The, the congressional right should just troll him and introduce a bill that bans the sale of the AR-47. Uh, that would be hilarious. And, and the AR-14, like... I just think people... I think gun manufacturers should start making them. Yes. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. But well, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And remember, be cautious. Don't be hysterical. Yeah. Get that toilet paper. All righty. Yeah. Thank you.